Welcome to Confabulation, the podcast. I'm Matt Goldberg, the host and producer of Confabulation, Montreal's premier all-true storytelling series. Uh, Every month, uh, I host a curated night of true-life stories shared by the people that live them. And uh, every week, I bring you one of those stories, selected and cleaned up by the magic of Paula Flalo, Uh, and presented here on the podcast. Today, episode 15, we are here after the four-year anniversary party of Confabulation, the live show. I cannot believe it's been four years. One of our storytellers that evening, a good friend of No More Radio, good friend of Confabulation, good friend of Mainline Theatre, where we hosted the event, Al LaFrance. Al LaFrance is, of course, a former... I don't even know what job he held at Mainline, just was a genius there. Now he's a genius abroad, organizing events all over the city, including the Alcoholic Cinema. Also, of course, Deanne Smith's Let's Do This series. And so many other events featuring music, comedy, the arts. In any case, here is Ala France's story from Confabulation Presents Firsts. I never get tired of how many different ways Matt finds to introduce me. It's great. Uh, when I was a kid, I can't remember what the first thing was that I decided I would be uh, when I would grow up, but the, the one that really sticks in my brain is that at one point when I was a child, I decided I would grow up to be a pro wrestler. It was a thing that I was convinced I could do, and I knew I could do it. However, I also knew that I was incredibly lazy. And, you know, to be a pro wrestler, you got to work out, you got to build up, you got to be really, you know, you really got to want it. And I really wanted it, I guess, you know? So... <laughs> Didn't seem like it was going to happen. So, uh, so that's a dream that I, I kind of gave up on. But in the back of my head, I always told myself, I could probably be a pro wrestler, right? Like, if I wanted to, pff, I could just do it. It'd be fine. And um, when I went to college for the first time, a bunch of my friends, the friends I ended up making, they just happened to be pro wrestlers. <laughs> just kind of happened that way. So I was hanging out with these pro wrestlers all the time. And I was like going to these wrestling shows and watching wrestling with them. And then uh, my best friend, Ty, he decided, you know, fuck it. He was going to become a pro wrestler. He was going to start training. And my best friend Ty is in the exact same shape as me, has always been. We're both just kind of like, ah, oh, we could get fit, I guess. It never happens. But he decides he's going to start training, and he starts training, and he starts, like, lifting weights and stuff. And I'm like, God damn it. Now if I want to keep our thing where we're the same, I'm going to have to also start training to become a pro wrestler, probably. Um, so I'm hanging out with Ty and Nick, and Ty starts showing me, you know, like how to fall on your back and just like the basic first things that you learn about wrestling. And Nick is, uh, Nick is my friend who's like a successful pro wrestler by this time. He's a couple years in. He's doing fine. And uh, he thinks it's really funny that we're trying to learn, and he has no faith that either one of us are going to succeed, right? <laughs> uh, and one of the things that he does to train, and he's, he's, he goes to uh, places where he can use trampolines so he can practice just like jumping and landing and jumping and landing. Uh, so one day we decide to cut class and he says, let's go to trampolines. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm ready for this part of the training, I guess. Uh, so we go to this place, uh, that's just called trampolines. Uh, it was just, <laughs> just a great, great name for a place because all they have is a bunch of trampolines. So it makes sense. And, uh, uh, between all the, they're huge trampolines, like trampolines the size of this room, it felt like. And uh, there's just like strips of uh, like, that, like that gym cushion in between them. And uh, Nick's big fun is to jump on the trampoline and then make himself land flat on the cushions in between. And every time he does that, the whole staff goes, ah! 
But, and he's like, it's cool, guys. I'm just, I do this all the time. And they're like, God damn, all right. And they go back to work. And they think it's hilarious. And we think it's hilarious. And I'm just watching Ty and Nick go at it. And they're super comfortable on the trampolines. And I'm like, all right, well, I can do this, right? I used to use trampolines in like high school. I had to do that, I think, for a class. So I should be fine. Um, <laughs> So I crawl onto the trampoline, I'm, at the, uh, I'm in the center of the trampoline, and it's, when I stand it, I realize how big this trampoline is. And I'm like, okay, this should be fine. So I start jumping, and about two jumps in, I realize this is not fine. I'm not in control <laughs> of like, my center of gravity at all. And more importantly, I do not remember how you stop yourself from jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> So I start thinking, I'm probably just going to jump and jump and crash through the roof. Is that what happens if you just keep doing it? So I'm trying to stop myself, but instead I'm just giving myself like more push. And I am going higher and higher and higher. And it's freaking me out. And uh, this all happens over the span of about 30 seconds. And I decide maybe I'll just try to like, just, I'll just do like a small casual maneuver and just like stop, <laughs> stop being on the trampoline. And I do succeed in not being on the trampoline. Um, because I land off the trampoline uh, onto like, you know, one of those mats, which is fine, except for uh, this foot doesn't follow me. And my left foot lands in the spring of the trampoline. So my left foot's here, and I'm kind of like here, here-ish. Uh, I had heard the term blinding pain before, never actually thinking that it literally meant that you go briefly blind when you experience a tremendous amount of pain. So I'm just seeing white, and I'm not really understanding things for a couple seconds. Then I uh, get my foot out of the trampoline, and my friend Ty's looking at me, and he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm OK. I will, however, crawl to that bench. And I just kind of crawl over to the corner of the room, and I, I sit there going <sighs> for about 45 minutes to an hour, uh, while Ty and Nick keep jumping around and having fun and thinking that I'm an idiot. Um, eventually, Ty gets tired, and he's like, all right, let's get out of here. And I'm like, sure, can you carry me? Because I, really, I can't walk. I can't do it. And so uh, we go over, and just as we're about to leave the building, uh, it was February at this point. It had been raining when we got there. It had turned to freezing rain when we were leaving. So it takes us 20 minutes to get to a car that's about three parking spots down. <laughs> Uh, and I refuse to seek med medical attention. I tell myself, I can walk this off. Like, this is, it's fine. It's probably not important. So I proceed to walk it off for nine months. Too many months, guys. If you're keeping track, that's too much time. Uh, eventually, I found out that um, I had torn four tendons in my ankle. Uh, I'll, I, like, I can't run now, like, I can't do it. Like, my ankle is ruined forever because I didn't seek medical attention. But I still kept hanging out with pro wrestlers, right? So I moved to Montreal eventually, and a couple friends of mine started running a wrestling show called Battle War, which some of you might know. And uh, just, those, just this row, this row of people. And Battle War is a great promotion, and it's awesome. And when it was starting, it runs every month at Foofs, but when it was starting, they were still kind of trying out different venues. And at that point, I was the general manager of this very venue that we're in right now. And they were like, hey, maybe we could do a wrestling show here. And we're like, oh, the ceilings aren't high enough, but yes, let's do it. <laughs> and we booked the show, and a couple days before the show, uh, Mike, who, who runs the thing, he's like, Al, do you want to be in a match? And I'm like... Yeah, I have no training at all. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. You should do it, though. And the, in the back of my head, I'm like, you shouldn't do this. There is, you will 100% for sure hurt yourself a lot. 
So I turned to Mike and I'm like, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. I always wanted to be in a wrestling match. Let's do it. Uh, day of the match comes. It's happening in this very room, approximately right here. Uh, I have not learned a single thing about what I should be doing in, in this match. Um, about an hour before the match, they uh, teach me how to fall out of the ring, right? So that's an important thing. It's going to happen in my match. We're in a type of, uh, it's an over-the-top rope elimination match. So the way that I am inevitably going to be eliminated is by being hurled out of this ring, right? So you gotta be able to learn how to control that. So I do it a bunch of times. I always fall and make sure that my weight goes all on my right side. Everything is cool. It's wonderful. They start the match. Uh, nobody was able to come up with a clever name for me as a wrestler, so they introduced me as mainline general manager Al LaFrance, which is like <laughs> the lamest wrestling name anybody could ever have. And we start the match, and it's a 12-person match. And right off the bat, I am severely overwhelmed by how many people are around me and how they all have knowledge of what they should be doing, and I don't. So I just kind of back away, and I just kind of lean against the back ropes. And I just watch them go at it, and I'm like, maybe if I do this, I can outlast these motherfuckers. I can't. I can't outlast those guys. There's no way it's going to happen. Um, Mike notices that I'm kind of freaking out, so he grabs me. We start doing some stuff. It really doesn't amount to anything. Uh, I end up in a corner, and I'm like wrestling with this one person, and we're just kind of in the corner not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, there's only three of us left in the ring, right? And the point is to be the last person in the ring. Uh, so I eliminate the person that I'm with, and now it's just me and Mike. Now, the, the person that I'm with goes and distracts the ref uh, for something, and I throw Mike out of the ring. And everybody who's here in the audience is like, what the shit, the guy who's not a wrestler at all just won this match, right? And it's, it's crazy talk, because I did, I really did, by the rules, I, I threw him out. Uh, and it's great, but you know, it's scripted that that's not what's supposed to happen. But I just take in the adrenaline and like the excitement of like all these people who are like, you just won the match. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So Mike comes back in while the ref is uh, distracted and he grabs me and he's going to throw me out of the ring. But I still have all the, the like adrenaline. I'm so pumped from the show. Then when he throws me out of the ring, I just like run and jump the fuck out of that ring. And I land right about where your foot is, right there directly on my left ankle. <laughs> and so I sit for a second, and uh, one of my friends looks at me and he's like, you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And I, I just casually walk to the back, and the minute I get to the back, I'm just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, no. And so I proceeded to walk that off, uh, just two months that time, I think, it took. And uh, that's the day that I officially gave up on my dream of ever becoming a professional wrestler. Thank you. You can catch Alifrance pretty much all over the city these days. He's got two shows at the 2014 Saint Ambroise Montreal Fringe Festival. He's performing with his sketch comedy troupe Flapjack Cadillac. He's also got his one-man show, The Quitter. You can also find Alifrance at bloodyunderrated.net. Not really him so much as his cyber presence, reviewing, critiquing, and tearing apart the arts and culture scene of Montreal. Mostly just being an awesome supporter and guy who spreads the word, though. Confabulation will return June 15th, also as part of the Santa Barbara's Montreal Fringe Festival, with Confabulation Presents Fringe Party. This is our second time doing a Fringe Party show. We're just going to feature some of my favorite storytellers from around the city, as well as storytellers from throughout the Fringe. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out all the shows at nomoreradio.com. I've been Matt Goldberg. You've been listening attentively. 
Confabulation, the podcast, is produced by Paula Flalo and hosted by Matt Goldberg. For more on Confabulation, you can check out confabulationmontreal.com or check us out on Facebook, the preferred social platform for everyone whose name is not Paula Flalo. Confabulation, the podcast, is distributed by No More Radio, available every week at nomoradio.com. Support for No More Radio comes from Montreal Improv. You can check them out at montrealimprov.com. 